Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and we are so glad that you've clicked on the button and uh, are checking us out here and finding out that there's some some podcasts that are still happening out there. <laughs> there are, even though the big snow and whatever. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for bringing and joining with us here. Yeah, you're doing a good job, Steve. I appreciate the intro and. Uh, course when I was a kid before FM radio everybody listened to WLS in Chicago and there was a DJ on there by the name of Larry Lujak oh yeah and he was funny and uh, and when he would have they would do it wasn't called podcasts in but they do some things together uh, every day him and Tommy and he would say this is your old Uncle Larry and little snot-nosed Tommy. No, snot-nosed Tommy. Do you remember boy. that? Oh, you I sh- don't remember that. No, I sure do. I, 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 uh, At least I, you didn't call me snot-nosed. I appreciate that. This <laughs> is so Steve Hollis and snot-nosed Eddie. Yeah, yeah, it might be different if Rich and the Doc was here, but we did, uh, enjoyed having them with us last week. Yeah, that was fun. That I, was I fun. had kind of a, a crazy idea. Maybe you figure it's crazy, but every once in a while, if if someone would like to be on the podcast with us they're sure welcome yeah yeah i'd i'd uh i have to put them through a filter quite fa- frankly well, yeah Eddie. there are uh, it, there are some uh, there there was there was a little bit of a a tough go there for rich and and dustin at first but i i filtered them through it was okay <laughs> <laughs> well i was thinking about wild bill, if you uh, wild bill on, well we did have you, wild bill that's when right, you, you did, didn't you? I did, and, and I had, had Dennis on. And, uh, Dennis the Menace. Yeah, Dennis so. uh, kept Bill a little bit, uh, you know, under under control. But uh, Well, that, anyhow, it's, it's kind of fun to have other people on there and get their perception. Mm-hmm. Um, Perspective, take, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's amazing what, what God can do with the same passage of Scripture and how many, how many people get different. Uh, things from that, that yeah. glean different things from it. So I'm, I, I, it's a, you know, like I said, it's good to hear, like, two or three people uh, might hear the same sermon and they'd all have, what they heard, they might all hear just something different. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's the truth. And and having them uh, state it for us, I think one of the biggest things about all of that is, is really. Um, is the relevancy, uh, and I think that this is that's what this podcast was meant for. You know, you got a midweek, you know, back back in the past. Uh, in fact, there's some um, still the churches, and we've discussed this a little bit. But the churches that have talked about or that that have had their midweek services. It used to be yeah. Sunday morning, Sunday night. You know, midweek services, um, uh, whether it would be a prayer service or whether it was and. We don't have that here. We do have classes throughout the week that we've got going on. Um, uh, in fact, I've got one tonight at seven that is uh, going over the book Ditch, and um, but really felt the need to connect with the mass as as, as many people uh, as we could that would like to click on, and that's what sure. this podcast is all about and about the relevancy. So, making sure that we hit midweek. Inside their week, inside maybe having a chance to listen, um, you know, as you wrap up work and dealing with trying to get through the rest of the week, you know, after hump day or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's that's the the reasoning 
that the Holy Spirit uh, brought it uh, to us to talk about last week's message, to talk about the relevancy, and to encourage you uh, in the in the message to come. And um, well, it just kind of reminds you. And it does, and it keeps us it keeps us connected. And that's what we really need to be doing uh, during this time, especially during these this COVID. Um, you know, kind of the, the warfare that's going on that way. We're going to, you know, the, the Word of God will prevail. So it's good stuff. Well, uh, you know, we've had a lot of snow. We've had a lot of uh, cold weathers, uh, cold weather, rather. And um, down in Texas, they're oh my, they're bad well, news. I saw a, uh, a picture, you know, they're big on uh, solar and wind power down there. Oh, yeah. But the solar panels are covered up with snow. Oh my! Plus, the windmills are froze up. A lot of blackouts. Oh boy! Well, I know I have heard millions. I, I agree with solar and wind, but we can't rely on it solely. I'm yeah. not going to get into politics, but I don't know. We're so we use so much electricity. Well, I think that that's a, it's it's a little bit of an awakening, and and you know these the scientists, the in, inventors, engineers, they're all working on something to try to help us with. The, the future and, and for the here and now and the different things that are going on. And, you know, I, I think we can all agree that uh, as we move forward towards any kind of energy, um, man, we, you know, uh, n- not not necessarily using things up in the sense of, you know, well, we could possibly just use it up and nothing's going to be left. The only or way that the that emissions and things like that. Uh, it gets less and less available. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. only way we're going to the American that's the only way we'll let down on is we're not going to do it if we're asked or told to if it's if we lose it <laughs> then if you don't have power you don't have power there's yeah. not much you can do about it yeah so, so. It, it's uh, things like this um, make you know make it make the thought process go a little deeper and that's that's okay and um, so that's that's okay but boy we sure need to be praying for these guys down there I know that there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of people dealing with uh, the colder temperatures doesn't always happen um, but they are are working through it um, well, we set a record here last night or channel 2 said that we did uh, before the record was th- minus three but the station WTWO had minus eight Wow so we set a record and that was the temp no wind that was the actual well, I, temp. I think it was just the temp that's pretty good i didn't see anybody sitting out in their lawn chairs this morning when i come to work so that's yeah no 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 sunbathers yet either and no good <laughs> yeah i've seen some sledders out there and uh, they've enjoyed the snow as well and different things but yeah we hope that you're well we hope that uh, your heat is on we hope that uh, you're finding shelter um and uh, I guess we're supposed to be getting a little bit more snow. I don't know that, don't that it's, it's going to be a no, lot of as much. Is that tonight or? accumulation. Well, there's going to be some tonight. There's going to be more tomorrow, chances. Uh, but accumulation is less than an inch. So um, I think we could all just keep the snow that we've got. Don't have to add any more and then, and then let it just fade away. By next week, it's going to be in the 40s, and then we're going to be uh, in the 40s for the next week and a half or so. That'll yeah. melt off and we'll so. go from there. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, life is life and uh, just keep on, the winter. keep on trusting God from, uh, through the mix of it all. But Well, I'll tell you, let's uh, let's get to it here and, and uh, just uh, bring all this before the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for allowing us 
to be able to get a chance to come together like this and to record this, to bring it out to those that are that are hearing it right now and ask, Lord, that you will be with those that are listening um, in whatever need that they might be in, Lord, physically, mentally, uh, they might be in a financial need. Uh, Lord, I pray that their spiritual life will be strengthened by the words we say, and that ultimately is is what it's all about so that your loving arms can wrap around them and, and encourage them and to continue to, to press on. Uh, we do need each other to continue to connect with each other, to, to uh, spur one another on, uh, and to remind each other that the faith that we have in our God is one that is, um, is to be, uh, continue to be pressed forward and to trusted and, and tested at times, and that's what we've been talking about and a lot of what uh, Eddie's been speaking. But, Lord, I pray that as even as we have talked about this last week in Valentine's Day and, and talking about couples and the different uh, challenges that we face, that uh, in any relationship that we see um, that, your, that our faith in you strengthens, strengthens the inner core of relationships. And so I pray that you'll bless this podcast today. And uh, may you receive all the glory. It's in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. 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 Well, Pastor, uh, Well, you know, like I said last week, it's uh, in the, when you're in a series, when special days and things come up, you usually don't mention them sometimes. You go, but this, it's amazing how where I was at in Hebrews 11 lined up with Valentine's Day uh, because uh, it, it actually in that whole list and that Heroes of Faith uh, text there in Hebrews 11 uh, Abraham and Sarah got 11-12 verses more than anybody else God was really highlighting their faith um, I, I started out talking about Genesis 2 uh, God created a woman for Adam and the Lord God said it is not good for the man to be alone I will make a companion who will help him and you know like I said in the King James Version that it's help meet I will make a help meet for him. And the Hebrew word is Ezer Konegdo, which means lifesaver. I've always thought that was interesting. That, yeah, Adam could probably, could, probably could have made it, but God said he needed, needed help. Mm -hmm. And that's why, I, I guess that's why I'm so big on marriage. <laughs> it's because God, it, it, two are better than one. Uh, and we come together and become one entity. Um, it, 24th verse of that uh, second chapter of Genesis said this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one right you know, uh, cleave is, is in the King James version it means glue together uh, and, and that's why when relationships are ripped apart that were once cemented there's always pain Right. I know in 40 years of marriage, I went through this. Every family, my family, everybody, everybody's family has been affected by it. Um, some people will say that it, it, it didn't bother them, but I think there's always pain because of that connectedness. When you're joined together, your souls touch. And that it's, you know, and I, I talk about that a lot. I, a lot of people think I'm old-fashioned or whatever, but... Um, I don't think the scripture is old-fashioned. I think it's as relevant today as it was when it was written. But I, I feel that when you're joined together to somebody, that's why, um, and I said this last week as well, that's why sex is such an issue. 
It's the only relationship in life where your souls touch. And I, I do believe that because it's, it's, as, it's as intimate as you get. Right. And God set that up for one man and one woman, and that was supposed to be it. But we, everything that God has set down for us, we've, we've polluted it or distorted it in some way. And it's the same way with marriage. Look, at, look how many definitions of marriage there are today. Yeah. outside the scripture right well that's right so that's where we're at yeah and and it's uh well and, and today's uh, title i don't think we mentioned it but uh faith the super glue of marriage and that's that's where uh, pastor is, is speaking about you know valentine's day was was very appropriate to bring into this but it was very um important as we rolled in the continued series of um um you know the faith series that we're in yeah and um, recognizing in the midst of a marriage how important it is to make sure that that faith is the groundwork of where you're moving forward. Because without that, as you've mentioned, um, we're, things get cracked, the foundation gets cracked, and it's not repairable without God. Uh, it, it just gets torn away. And we hurt each other so bad sometimes that it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can forgive. Because mm -hmm. Satan don't want you to forget. Right. He That's wants right. you to keep hashing it over. He wants problems. He, he likes families destroyed and split up and on and on. Right. The only way, I, I do believe, uh, is, is through faith in Christ that you can make it through some of these things. But here's another, the downside of that, that takes both parties. I've been in a lot of situations where only one has faith in Christ, and it, it's just a tough road to hold, if you will. Right, and that's where the scriptures we find that they're, you know, they're, they're spoken about the unequally yoked. Yeah, exactly you know, that's right. a part that's... of that. Uh, you know, where, where uh, you know, Stacy and I led that book series um, and, and did that class on love and respect, and I tell you, we, we're going to have to come back around to that because it is so important. Um, he does such a great job of, of bringing the scriptures out uh, in that in in that love and respect. If you're unequally yoked and, and one is not a believer, it's tougher. Yeah, it's not impossible, but it is tougher to gain that true understanding of that love and respect that is de designed uh, in a man and a, and, a, and a woman in a very sense of marriage, the way God designed it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I talked about. What is it that pleases God? Is it, you know, it's like the, it's the part of um, Mark there, uh, verses uh, in chapter 16, 17, and 18, uh, talks about believers drinking poison or handling snakes. Hmm. Uh, I think that'd be a good way to clear the church out. I bring out a couple <laughs> rattlesnakes up there on the stage and have anybody wants to handle them, oh. you know. But and but no, folks, he does not want to clear out the church. That doesn't, <laughs> you know, that doesn't please God. I mean, exactly do, doing things like that or, or like Gideon did, putting out a fleece. Uh, here's what pleases God. Of course, that's in chapter eleven, verse six. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. You know, there's that, that's uh, pleasing God takes And that's faith. Hebrews, is that right? Yeah, Hebrews 11, okay. 6. Yeah. Three things. First, 
coming to God. Faith is an, an approach to a God that is characterized, to God that is characterized as an attribute of total dependence. You totally depend on him. Second, believing that he is there, that he's always there, that he never leaves. We walk away from him, but he never leaves us. Faith involves an unanswering confidence in his presence, which we can we can't see, and in his concern, which we may not feel. Third, trusting God to keep his word. Faith relies on his promises to reward such trust. And that's, and you know, I, and then we talked about a couple of weeks about uh, Noah and Enoch and uh, Abel. Faith involves risking, resting, and relying. Right. Well, faith's a big risk. I mean, it, it, it just is. And then we get in talking about Abraham and Sarah. Man, I, a lot of people uh, probably hasn't moved this way, but I remember when we left home, just we we knew where we were going, but we didn't know what to expect when we moved to Freeport. And it's that kind of thing. It's that faith issue that you know God's going to take care of you, but you don't, you don't know what it's going to be like. Right. And that's what and and Abraham and Sarah's day. My goodness, going into a foreign land, and they went in as they went in as aliens. I don't know. Sometimes you feel like that when you move someplace and don't know anybody. Um, and that's what God told them to do, and Abraham and Sarah both. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Didn't send him a map. There's two things that's unbelievable about that. In Hebrews 11.8, a couple things. He went out not knowing where he was going. And the thing is, it's amazing. He was 75 years old. Well, I can't imagine. I don't even want to move at 70. But, man, <laughs> moving is a it's tough business. And then it goes down in that chapter 11 and verse 9 that says, By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents which Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. He lived as a foreigner in that land. And, you know, like I said, Sunday, um, we first moved here. The first few years I heard this many times. You're not from here, are you? I said, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you don't realize that uh, you've picked up a northern accent or the different things that you you have, and people start to... Uh, can start to tell uh, different things about you, but it, it is it is important uh, to understand that that in this context of of taking risk, this bathing it in prayer, understanding the Holy Spirit's leading, the faith that we have, and then we still don't have all of the answers. We don't have them written out on, you know, or or. Uh, and, and there's that where that faith, where we understand the nudge of the Holy Spirit, we understand His wooing, we understand His, His guiding in our lives. And when we, when we're starting to sense that at first, we, we have to just open up our hearts and say, Father, I, I trust you. I need to, to, to make sure that I pray for wisdom and clarity in this. And would you continue to open up the doors and open up my eyes, or help me see when a door needs to be closed? Yeah. And, uh, and it does take a consistency of staying in the Word, staying in, um, in His path of uh, understanding. And in marriage, you're, you're working through uh, a family situation, even if it's just two, um, in the promises of God as you move forward. 
you you need to trust and rely upon him and and this is exactly what we're talking about you know and, and uh, what you've shared with us for sure well in hebrews eleven ten gives us a clue how abraham could, could do it for he was looking for the city which has foundations whose architect and builder is god that's it he didn't focus on the here and the now he focused on well he was talking about heaven right that one day he's going to get there, but there might be a couple rough spots he has to go through before he gets there. Um, well, and you know the, the 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 individuals that are listening to us right now, um, my goodness, you know there are so many different things, um, scenarios that that are a part of their lives, um, of everyone's lives that that we that we uh, come up against these walls in our life, you know, physical. Um, things that that can happen, uh, job changes, um, uh, medical. That well, I just mentioned the physical, but the medical things that you know that that leads into the financial distraught and and how we um, need to continue to cry out or to to just take comfort and understanding that God is not going to leave us nor forsake us, but we need to continue to to ask and to seek his wisdom and to to seek those in the community of Christ um, you know uh, how to work through these things it's we need to we need to help you understand that the community of God and 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 life in this community is important that we do stay connected that we don't just keep it to things to ourselves when we're struggling work through it and and use the scriptures, of course, is what we're talking about here. But to use um, the foundation of of the community as well, that's based on God and on that faith. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then he talks about Abraham's faith, and then he goes into Sarah, and we don't see her reaction. Um, you know, we, the husband comes home and he says, "You know what? In a couple, three weeks, we're going to be moving. I don't, I don't know how well I'd play." <laughs> in a lot of places. You know what I'm saying? By faith, even Sarah herself received ability, conceived even beyond the proper time of life. It, it starts out in Hebrews 11, 11 and 12, talking about her, uh, Abraham was 100 and she was 99, and by faith, God caused that to happen. She laughed at first. Mm. But then that faith, she, you know, that f faith was there in her life. But And she would have had to have taken on that whole dynamic of Abraham's faith to be able to endure that. Right. Packing up all that stuff on her camel and heading out into the unknown. Because mm -hmm. um, evidently she was just a year, so she'd have been 74 years old when they moved. I mean, wow. it's just... And I know, you know, like I said, I'm, I try to understand women that it's a lifelong process that I'm not even close yet, but nonetheless that the home is their castle. Yeah. Women see homes different than the men, I believe. And uh, that's, you know, when I said that, now, Diane doesn't ever want me to say anything about her, but I do because I, that's when, when it was time for us to, to go into ministry, she said, I'll go wherever you go, whatever. And uh, she has sacrificed a ton for ministry. And, and God has blessed us for that, don't get me wrong, but I admire her for doing that. Because I think some women uh, would just put their feet down. So, no, I'm not. I'm not leaving. Right. And, uh, that would thwart God's plans to a degree. 
but uh, but my wife's never done that, and I, I admire her for that. And, and uh, you talk about the glue that holds marriages together. Uh, there were four uh, examples, actually. Um, the first principle, or principles, I, what they are, the first one was vision. Um, vision is the ability to hope beyond the restrictions of the present. They both, Abraham and Sarah, both had that vision that God was going to take them, He was going to take care of them, regardless of what happened, and it was, it was always going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, the second principle is pursuit. Um, verse 14 of Hebrews 11, For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. Abraham and Sarah were seeking a real homeland, a pursuit which is, in essence, a determination to cultivate an identity with God. And that was their trust in Him. The third principle was abandonment. Oh, this is interesting in verse 15. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have opportunity to return. Abandonment was withdrawal. They'd cut all ties. Right. They burned all the bridges. They didn't make it even possible for them to go back to Ur of the Chaldees. They stayed where God had called them. Mm -hmm. And that... And that's what it took to prevent their minds keep going and setting and whining and wanting to go back all the time. See, that was a problem with some of the children of Israel. Even though they were slaves, even though they were beaten and whipped in Egypt, their stomachs lured them to go back. So, man, right. we miss that good food. Right. We want to go back, even though we're beaten, even though we don't have a say, even though we're slaves. We want to go back. And... Well, of course, that didn't happen, but uh, anyhow, it didn't, it didn't stop them from complaining about it. The fourth principle is desire in verse 16. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. You know, we talk about this a lot, or I do. Um, our rewards are here. Our attaboys and pats on the back from God aren't here. They'll come slowly and far and few, few and far between. But that is when, <laughs> that's when the reward. It's not here. Right. That's the truth. There's nothing on this earth that could even come close to rewards that God will give us when we that's see right. Him. That's right. Absolutely nothing. The term desire means to stretch out after or yearn after, have a desi desire and a yearning for something. Um, and, and that's within the uh, the follower of Christ that that should be there. And if we we have to cultivate it, that yearning for God and that yearning for Christ. Uh, but if we don't cultivate it, like you said, if we don't read or the Scripture and pray, it gets dimmer and dimmer. That yearning turns from spiritual things to worldly things, and that's when we get in bad. You know, that's uh, that's that's why Paul. He mentioned he mentioned three classes of people in life. There are unbelievers, there are followers of Christ who are obedient, and then there are followers of Christ who aren't obedient. Mm -hmm. He mentions that in Corinthians. Mm -hmm. He talks quite a bit about it actually, because he they're within the context of the kingdom, but they're not obedient, so they're not living the same kind of lives as obedient believers. So they're not getting the blessings. They. I don't think they sense the Holy Spirit as much as believers that are where they need to be with Christ. Right. You know, I can't, what's the term? I can't remember now what he called them in Corinthians. I should remember that, but I don't. Yeah, he mentioned three. 
three three classes. Well, one of the things that you mentioned there was in, in this sense of desire, the desiring of or for um, better things or the the the, the blessings or the um, one of the things that that Dr. Uh, Emerson Egrich has talked about. Um, now that I say doctor, I don't know that he is a doctor, but anyway, uh, Emerson Egrich, who um, wrote the book, Love and Respect, the very last chapter of that book talks about the reward cycle. And in that reward cycle, he mentions the fact that we are to love uh, others, not only in our, of course, it's a marriage book, but it's talking about relationships. And he talks about the relationships as we see uh, as as we as we speak, as we act, as we uh, react, uh, all things that if we see them, uh, the others, uh, the relationships being a recipient of of what we're saying as we're saying it unto Jesus. And hopefully, I'm saying it the way that I want to say it, but. If you recognize that Jesus is on the other side of them, and he's looking at you, and he's saying, not, not, you know, unto me, unto me, give this unto me. So, you know, we see others and we say, well, they don't deserve it. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, my wife doesn't deserve the love that, that you're saying that because she doesn't do this, this, and this. He's like, ah, ah, no, no, unto me, love her unto me. And when we do that, and you know, like do uh, a job, wife, do your job unto him. Right. Everything you do, do it unto him. That's, that's right. Your, that's your point. And that is the reward. That's the re- that's the carnal re- Christians is what Paul was, the third group. Right. Okay. Carnal. So that, yeah. If you remember that. And so, and just to finish up what I was mentioning there, real quick, just to say that, in that reward, or that's that's where, and him listening to his videos, he'll say, "Cha-ching!" When you do that, when you yeah. love them unto Jesus, when they don't deserve it, when you do something that they're not deserved, or another person's not deserved of, yeah. and you're doing it unto them as of unto Jesus, then he's like, "Your reward is in heaven." Yeah. Cha-ching! Yeah. You know, you're just you're putting another one in there, and so that's where our faith and come back and coming back around to this whole thing. This is where our faith is processed yeah. as we move forward through our relationships and especially in our marriage uh, as, as, we, as we work in these areas to, to love and to respect as unto Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I ended up with the whole thought process of why is a life of faith so rare today? It's because people don't want to risk. That's exa- you know, they don't want to take that step. They don't. Uh, a lot of people don't. Um, I said, are you willing to risk? Are you ready to be a model for the Hebrews 11 type of faith? If you're still teetering and need a little push to help you decide, Jim Elliott's words will kind of galvanize you. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You know, like I said, he was speared to death by the Alca Indians in Ecuador on a sandbar. And that's a whole amazing story too. His wife Elizabeth went went down there and led that chief to Christ mm, after his death. After his death, yeah, knowing yeah. that she stood and talked to the man who instrumented her, the killing, the murder, husband's terrible that's murder. It. Yeah, I mean you can't. 
You can't do that on your own power. It's no. impossible. But that's what God does. Um, and he continues to do do it. And you know, like I say this to every people that are married or going to get married, uh, faith in Christ is, is, is the glue. If you don't have it, you're in for some tough times, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and any young person that's listening uh, to this today that that are in the midst of dating or in the midst of, of engagement, uh, we want to encourage you to make sure that you get pre- premarital counseling, uh, whether it's with the pastor that you're going to be uh, that's going to be marrying you, or with um, a Christian counselor uh, or another pastor that you have tr- trust and and you uh, see the consistency in them. Um, it's so, just so important that there's a groundworking, and um, uh, in that process of moving into marriage, it's a lifelong uh, adventure, and the journey will have its ups and downs. But you stick the course, and you you stay it, and and you understand that with the foundation of Christ, with with the foundation of the faith in God, you'll 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 truly see that in the end the consistency is worth the while Mm -hmm. and uh, the forgiveness the path of forgiveness and understanding you know first corinthians 13 in you know love is right Mm -hmm. yeah go go ahead and go back to that (laughs) love is kind love is gentle and patient patient and what this is what keeps go ahead say it it doesn't keep record of wrong that's it that's huge for the marriage oh my and any relationship you're in you need to realize that the forgiveness of Jesus Christ is amazing when you look upon it with love that's coming from Him, well, radiating then, from Him. And then I, I closed with that old clip that I'd used before, the story of us. But that was the whole point. A husband and wife were on the verge of divorce, and she was going back. She says, you know what? We had kids together, and we did this, and we did that, and I won't be able to uh, copy that with anybody else. And then finally at the end, uh, she said, I love you, and he said, I love you too. So that's, it's just sitting down and rehashing your life, and you'll only have that story with that person. I don't care how many other partners you have. With that person, you'll only have that story. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through life, we go through death, and uh, all kinds of sometimes financial catastrophes and uh, sickness and on and on and on, but you won't go through that with anybody else. So... Well, it's it's a it's a great uh, subject and a, and a very meaningful one, especially that wrapped right around Valentine's Day to speak about um, the faith that is designed for marriage, or that's inside marriage that's needed so badly. Would you have a word of prayer for us, and we'll wrap this up, Pastor? Father, we love you, and like I said Sunday, I pray for uh, couples and for marriages that they continue to get closer to you and thus get closer to each other. And I know uh, sometimes we break each other's hearts, and uh, it's hard to get beyond that. And I just pray protection for them, Lord, because our enemy wants to keep rehashing it. Our enemy wants to keep us a long list of wrongs, and when we get closer and closer to each other, he, he wants us to bring those up and rehash them and go over them again. And knock the scab off and that relationship start to bleed so uh, I just ask protection for everybody that hears this Lord and um, for the marriages within the context of our body as well and uh, help us Lord to continue to to see the other person um, and lift them up uh, marriage is a, 
each partner given 100%. And I, I just pray that for these folks. I love them, Lord, and just ask that you bless them. And I pray, Lord, that our faith is always on the increase, never on the decrease. I give you praise and glory for who you are, Lord. I love you. I ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, today we didn't go into um, the week's uh, coming message because uh, this coming week we're going to have a special guest that is from northern Indiana. And go ahead and introduce him here. Um, uh, Timothy Yoder. I'm always teasing about Yoder's being Amish and stuff. I'm always wanting to make me some fried chicken or pies or something. But uh, I, I don't really know if, uh, if he is re related to some of the Amish up there. But he's a great kid. I say he's a kid. He's a youth pastor at Syracuse Church of God. And he's starting to preach. And I, I like to give guys starting to preach a, a chance of speaking outside their own comfort zone to come down here. He's been down here before to church, but he, he hasn't preached. So uh, as you hear this, pray for him. His name's Timothy Yoder, great guy. You'll you'll see him Sunday. So, uh, And I don't know what his message is, but uh, that's where we're headed with that. And right. I'll be back into Hebrews the following Sunday. Right. So. Well, um, that's a great word about Tim. Um, go ahead and continue to pray for him and uh, and for the, the processes. I tell you, we had a great great group of people that came in on Sunday. Oh my, yeah. I, I mean, really we had that. bitter cold weather and the, the house we were, I wouldn't say normal, but I oh. would say probably 85%. 80-85%. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't... Was I, it that close, you think? No, I don't think it was that close, but it was, uh, I think Kurt said 134. I think he's off. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> Don't tell him that. He won't hear this, so... <laughs> It looked more than that to me. Uh, we had a, we had a uh, pretty good group, uh, the first service, and um, there were man, it that first service actually looked pretty close to. Uh, yeah, anyway, it was me, yeah. okay. So was let's good. let's just okay. Maybe good. I'm just overly optimistic. Imagine that, right? Um, okay, so not eighty eighty five percent. I'd give it seventy though. I'd seventy percent. Um, that that's just what it seemed like to me. Now, now, children. I think reason the reason it seemed that way because we haven't been used to seeing. I don't know if this place would fill up. It'd probably shock us. Yeah. Well, it might. It very. You you're bringing up a good point. Uh, it's been a while since almost a full year um, since this whole process has gone through. But anyway, nonetheless, what I'm what I'm referring to is it was great to see as many folks as we did have come out on Sunday on such a bitter cold morning. And uh, that's some that's some, uh, that's some good connectedness. And you think about we're, we are creatures of habit, and a lot of us sit in the same place. Yeah. And I miss some shining faces. Oh, yeah, for sure. Out. Yeah, we haven't seen... Head deputies, one of them. Oh, I see, yeah, deputies. yes. We, we might need to have... So. We might have to miss, have uh, head deputy... Bobbitt come in here and join us. For, hey, that'd be a good idea. Wouldn't that, that be fun? Be. Yeah, I'll have to run him through the filter. He's a big crier. He's like me. I get him to cry. <laughs> hey, you know what we could do? We could we could have him, you know, fill out some stuff that, you know, making sure that he goes through the the state filtering. Yeah. Man, yeah, hopefully they double check it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to digress, but it's fun to uh, to chuckle and to laugh and to uh, to share. Um, well, I'll tell you, uh, let's wrap it up today, but so glad to have had you here with us. Oh, I did want to mention the 28th. So when you're coming back into the 
to the uh, the pulpit. Uh, the twenty eighth, we will have a baptism. Baptism yep. that day, mm, second service. You brought that up because this Sunday's communion. If you're listening out there and you stay home, make sure you have some bread and juice ready. Okay. For so you're, you're going to be here this I Sunday am. Am. Uh, leading the communion. communion. Yeah. Good. And, and um, okay, so that's our, we want to make sure that you have communion ready for those that are going to be staying home, uh, those that are going to be here with us. We're, of course, we have the little uh, combination right. uh, wafers and the, and the juice that we'll be handing out. Uh, so make sure that if you're uh, here to, to grab some of those. Okay, so thanks for joining us today. We are so glad that you've uh, joined us, and uh, we do hope that this brings uh, continued connecting uh, with us and and with the Father, and uh, as you continue to move forward, the faith that is desperately needed in this day and age, and our faith in in God. And uh, so thanks, and until next time, we'll just say goodbye for now. Bye-bye.